0: Before we get into today's episode, I just wanna take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 108. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome, so happy to have you, and if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. As always, I just have to start by saying thank you so much to everybody just for all the love and support that you give the show. I'm going to talk with us more a little bit later in the episode, but we have just passed the two-year anniversary of Adventures in Autism, which is... Bananas, honestly, in the best way. Um, I really kind of can't believe that this little podcast has been around for two years now. <laughs> it feels like such a a part of my like daily life at this point. So in some ways, it feels like it's been longer than two years. But then in other ways, I, you know, can think back when I kind of on a whim <laughs> decided to record that first episode much like I am now, sitting in my closet, <laughs> my newly organized closet. If you follow me on social media, then you would have seen that I was binge watching that Netflix show, The Home Edit. I don't know if anybody else caught that. I know some of you did because you were commenting on my, my posts I'd put in my stories, but I've been organizing my house like a mad woman. So yes, my, my closet slash recording studio is looking really lovely right now, way better than it has this entire time that I've been recording this show in here. um. But yeah, that was two years ago. And yeah, I'm going to get into this a little bit more in the episode. Today is just going to be a solo episode. It's just me. Every now and then I just kind of get the bug to talk to you guys in a more like personal way, just with like updates and things that are going on. And I thought for the two-year episode, this would be a good time to do that. And I have some some things I want to reflect on, but I'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. First, I just wanted to start by kind of giving a little bit of an update and sort of what's been going on with us. First, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for all the support and prayers and love that you guys have just continued to give my sister this whole time. I feel like I did a solo episode somewhat recently because her and I did an episode together a few weeks back and she's basically, you know, just my other half. So (laughs) doing a show with her kind of feels that way. Um, And it's funny, too, because when I listened back on that episode, I told her, I'm like, I feel like you can tell her and I both just sounded like kind of low energy, <laughs> as if we had been through a lot at that point, um, which we had, which is fine because that's real. And I don't have much to report right now, but just today, earlier today, we went for her to get her MRI done, which was kind of a follow-up since finishing radiation. We had said in that last episode that now that she is done with radiation and that first round of chemo, she was going in for an MRI so they can, you know, check look around in there in her brain and make sure that it's all clear. And that is what we are are hoping and praying to hear. I had posted about that earlier today and got so many responses of people just saying that you're thinking about her and praying for her and our family and truly that just means the world to us. It's it's really hard to kind of put into words, you know, how how tough this has been and there has been many many low points. And honestly, many good ones, too. And I had said this earlier today, but the the number one thing that has stuck out to me in this whole you know cancer journey with her is just how lucky we are to her and I have each other as sisters, but just our whole family. The fact that Melissa had moved in here you know, back at the beginning of quarantine, really just so she wouldn't be alone. She was living in the city by herself. I mean, it was an idea that we had toyed with for a long time, and it just kind of seemed like the right time, once we all kind of had to quarantine and bunker down in our houses, you know, she moved in here and it was really just like a few weeks later after she had officially moved in that she had her seizure and we found the tumor. So it's just crazy to kind of think back on all that. And, you know, I believe in God, but I really, really believe in fate and destiny and all that. And I just think it was really meant to be that she was going to move in with us and, you know, going through this whole journey now, us having each other and her being at my house with my kids. She said this on, on the episode that we did together and she said it many times, but the kids really are like her best therapy and, just having them to, you know, love on her and play with her and really just like treat her normally. I mean, it's it's one of those things that always makes me laugh. It's like with the kids, they love her so much and they definitely understand that, you know, something is is different and that we're we're dealing with stuff. Liliana especially, she's always my my little nurturer. She picks up on everything and she you know, she asks questions and we tell her in an age-appropriate way kind of what's going on. Um, but the, just the fact that we all have each other to, to lean on for support and truly just the fact that our our home is not perfect by any stretch, but there is a lot of love here and we are just very, very lucky. And I am so, so grateful. So a little bit about that. I will definitely keep you guys posted as we find out more and we get the results back from her MRI. Again, we're just hoping to hear good news (laughs) that's all we can go on we know that she will we're actually just tomorrow we're going to be meeting with her her um neuro oncologist and her medical oncologist so we will find out the results of the MRI and then figure out the next phase of treatment which we know that will involve some type of maintenance chemo I don't know what exactly but or how long but we know that that is on the horizon so that's everything right now that is going on with my sister. And now I want to talk about, you know, my favorite little guy, Logan. <laughs> and just uh, what's what's been going on with him. I've gotten a lot of questions since everybody knows that we're back in school and that we are going in person. Just kind of like, how is that going? How are we doing? Also, we're, you know, I'm using air quotes, doing homeschool with Liliana. So <laughs> I would talk a little bit about that too. I definitely will admit that things are not not necessarily going the best with homeschooling. We're we're trying, but it's it's taking some time. Um but as far as Logan goes with school, this has been interesting to get started. It has been very stop-starty and I always say I it feels like we get we need to get through like half the school year for Logan to get to the point where he's like really making progress and has, you know, caught up on anything, any kind of regression that he had over summer break. And obviously this year that is, you know, really magnified (laughs) times a million since summer break was really like twice as long this year. He was out for six months and not only that, but he missed the first week of school due to his foot infection, which I'm still getting questions about that. He is healed up. Thankfully, we have put that behind us. It was very scary there. Um, and it took a few rounds of antibiotics, both orally and topically. Giving him those antibiotics was no easy feat. It was like baptizing a cat. I It took it, it really took two adults to, to give him the medicine. But thankfully, we got him with the system and we got pretty good at giving it to him. And after, I would say it was like two weeks after he got out of the hospital, um, we were kind of given the all clear to, to stop the antibiotics. We were, you know, on, on zoom with his doctor, like every few days really for her to kind of take a look at it. And we were just being very careful about keeping it wrapped and all that good stuff. So he is healed up. You would never know what happened. Logan, I always say makes very miraculous recoveries and that was definitely one of them. So thank you everyone for being (laughs) concerned about him and asking about him, but yeah, he's, he's doing good. Um, but yeah, as far as school goes, so his school is being extremely cautious, which I definitely appreciate. Um, obviously I know there are many, Many schools that are not open and there's no in person option. It's all, you know, virtual or over Zoom. It's interesting because in our area, like, it seems like all the districts are doing something different. There are several districts that have, like, a half day program. Like, our home district is doing a half day program. So, like, half the alphabet goes in the morning and the other half goes in the afternoon. And it's five days a week in person. If you wanted to do remote, you could. But then there is um like a neighboring district that's just all in person again you have the option to do zoom but they have like full day in person which that's that's what Logan's school is doing they're doing full day in person um but one of Logan's therapists he is uh, a dad he has two two kids and they are in a different district, kind of in the other direction, but really close to us, like 10 minutes away, and they only have a a virtual option. So, yeah, it's just really interesting to kind of see, like, even in our area, the the differences and sort of the different paths that all the different schools are taking. So as far as Logan's school, because, again, he's part of the co-op, we are in person and being very, very cautious. So because it's a co-op, his school is technically in a different district, but the bus that he takes is from our home district. So every day I have to send two slips to school, two like self certifications. Um, I did purchase a uh forehead thermometer <laughs> before school started because I have to take his temperature. One of the forms requires me to take his temperature and write it down every day. I have to, you know, kind of check off if he has any symptoms or if he doesn't have any symptoms, and sign off on it. And yeah, th- that's two separate ones because one goes on. Gives he gives to his bus driver so that he can get to school, and the other one he gives to his teacher so that he can stay at school. Um, so it's very, you know, very lots of like crossing all of our t's and dotting our i's, and then they also take their temperatures again once they get to school. So after missing that first week of school, we got started, he was in school for about a week, and then Logan has. Seasonal allergies, like many of us, I actually do too. You might be able to hear them a little, a little nasally right now. Um, fall has definitely come to Chicago. I don't know how it is where you guys are, but it is chilly here. We are having all the fall things happening. The leaves are changing, and you know, with that comes allergies. So there was one day. It was during therapy, during ABA. I actually went out to run an errand, and when I came back. I could tell that Logan was, his nose was running and his voice sounded like a little bit hoarse. And I had been struggling with allergies for at least a week or so at that point. And I actually had noticed even before he had the hoarse voice that he was getting like that dark around his eyes. Some people call it allergy eyes. And I had said that to Manny. I was like, oh, I'm like, I know he's been sleeping well lately because he'll get that if he's not sleeping well. But I had noticed that he was kind of getting that darkness. And I said to him, I'm like, I wonder if, you know, I need to start giving him a Claritin, like, before bed or whatever, and then, you know, like I said, a couple of days later, he had the runny nose and the little hoarse voice, and I said to Manny, I'm like, I'm really debating if I should send him to school tomorrow, because I feel like if he has any type of symptom, they're going to send him home, because at that point, we'd only been in school for a week, but I'm on, like, a message board, a Facebook group with, um, Other people in our district, and I had seen that there were several kids getting sent home for even like a stomach ache. Basically, if there's any new symptom at this point, any of the schools that are in person around here, at least, they are sending you home. And until you can prove that you don't have COVID, if you have a negative test or a doctor's note, if you don't get those things and you just have to quarantine for two weeks. And if there's any siblings that live in the same house at the school, then everyone has to quarantine But if you can prove, you know, a negative COVID test or if you can get a doctor's note, then you can go back to school. So I had said to Manny, I'm like, I really don't know if I should send him. And I was like, well, I'll just see how he's in the morning. So he woke up in the morning and honestly, he seemed fine. His nose was still a little bit runny, but that was the only thing that I I really saw. He was running around. He was eating fine. I knew he felt okay. And I'm like, okay, surely if this kid has allergies they're not going to send him home from school. So I took my chances and it ended up being (laughs) the wrong chance because basically as soon as he got to school, apparently they said that on the bus he was, his nose was running and he was wiping it on his jacket. And they told me he was coughing. I'm going to be totally honest. I never heard him cough. I don't know. I'm not saying he wasn't coughing, but I never heard him cough. So I had to go pick him up. And I got these paperwork saying, you know, Either we need to get the doctor's note or we need to get the COVID test or we have to quarantine for two weeks. So at this point, he got sent home. I believe it was on a Tuesday. Um, so, or no, actually, it was over the weekend. So it was like a, I think he got sent home Thursday. So I knew he'd be home Thursday. So I ended up keeping him home Thursday and Friday. We did talk to his doctor. Again, we had been Zooming with her a ton Um, she had seen Logan in the office, she'd seen him on zoom. She knew that he was healthy and knows that he has seasonal allergies. So she was totally fine writing the note and, you know, sending him back to school. Um, so we got to go back to school the following week, uh, which was about a week ago. And then literally just today, Uh, I was on my way back from, we had just finished Melissa's MRI and I got a call from the school saying that one of the kids in Logan's class threw up and until, and this happened like in the classroom. And since his class is very small and, you know, the kids, they, they encourage them to wear masks. They don't have to wear masks though if they can't, or, you know, they don't really socially distance it. Basically the whole class has to quarantine until we find out for sure if, this isn't COVID. It's kind of silly because it's like, you know, vomiting isn't a symptom of COVID. <laughs> but like I said, their their whole thing is like any new symptoms, they are just being extremely cautious about. So we are waiting to hear. Best case scenario, he's going to be out for two days. Worst case scenario will be two weeks. So I am hopeful that we will be able to go back to school and we'll see how that goes, but I just want to put this out there because I have had a lot of people ask me, like, how is this working? Like, how are you guys doing with back to school? It's definitely not a perfect system. (laughs) While I appreciate very much that, you know, we are being really cautious and we're being careful and, you know, keeping everybody safe and healthy, it's, it's not without, you know, (laughs) challenges because, I mean, here we are, like, at least a month into school at this point or like a month. And I mean, if we actually counted the number of days that Logan has actually gone, it would, it would be like less than two weeks. So that's a bummer. Um, and honestly, I'm happy that we get any in-person option, but I am kind of like, okay, you know, if we stay in school for who knows how long, cause you know, we're all kind of thinking at some point they may call it. Although I don't know because I'm, I'm hearing from some of the schools that have been, virtual around here, because again, we're in Illinois, at least in our area, we do have pretty, pretty good low numbers in terms of new cases. So who knows? Some schools may open back up. We may, we may not have to close, but you know, I'm just thinking like, okay, if we do end up closing at some point and we've already missed so much school, like kind of what was the point of all this? Um, but i 'm trying to be positive, so we 'll just we 'll just see what happens uh as far as how school is going when he 's there he 's doing really well he 's super happy to go to school he 's literally skipped the bus every morning, which is awesome. He just yesterday got his brand new device we were trialing his device over the past year, and we were supposed to get his new device in the spring. I literally had a meeting to set that up. I think a week before COVID happened. So we should have gotten it at the very least, like before the end of the school year last year, but obviously things got pushed back. So the new device is it's, it's his and it really looks pretty much the same. He's got a nicer case on it and it's just a little bit updated software. The, The trial device was, little bit older and they had done some updates on it, but you can tell this one's a little bit quicker and just a little bit crisper and nicer. So that's awesome. Um, and he's doing great with it. I had shared this a while back, but we had started working with a private speech therapist at home who we see once a week and she's working with Melissa now too, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, and she has been just kind of schooling all of us to be honest and really showing all of us how to better use the device to help logan and just what to model for him so i had shared this on social media you may have seen but logan will naturally request on his device really like how he did when he had pecs so when he had pecs we were working on doing three word sentences so what he will naturally do if he wants something it would be like he would hit you know eat candy please of course it's candy so what we're trying to get him to do is just kind of expand on that and turn like a three word sentence into you know a five or six word sentence and turn that into I want to eat candy please and we had started by doing hand over hand with him to you know hit those those buttons that he wasn't as familiar with and now sometimes I can just kind of like motion to him like okay you know tell me the whole thing and he'll he'll do it. Sometimes I have to kind of hold my finger like sort of hover it around the button I want him to tap. But he's doing amazing. He really is like expanding his vocabulary so much with his device. Obviously we're, you know, still working towards more than just requesting. We'd like to be able to, you know, ask more questions. We have been working more on yes and no and I wouldn't say it's like a foolproof system, but he's doing great, which is very encouraging. And yeah, he's, he's really doing, doing so well. I was really excited because this was one day last week, his teacher said that she had pulled out his sight word list from last year. And even though he hadn't seen it in six months, she's like, I just kind of wanted to see where he was at in terms of, you know, what he remembered. And she said he got almost every one of them correct, which is really exciting so basically with the sight words he has to identify so if it's like if it's if they're doing like animals she will you know hold up a a, a picture or, or, or a um the word if it's like a pig and he will have to look like it's like a flash card so he'll look at at the flash card that says pig and then he has to touch on his device whatever animal she's holding up. Um, or they they also will do that with like shapes or they also were working on like different, uh, action words like go or stop things like that. So that's a question that I get asked a lot is can Logan read? And it's hard to answer because I mean, no, he's not like reading chapter books. Um, but he definitely, Obviously, we know he can read those sight words, so that's that is so encouraging and especially after the long break that we've had this year, it is it 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 just like i I teared up when she sent me that note home that he had read all his sight words from last year because just knowing that he had retained that information and something that is, is so important like that, that is such like an important skill reading. And I can't wait for him to just, you know, continue to expand on that and grow. So exciting stuff is happening even even in this crazy time when, you know, we're barely having school. Um, so, yeah, so he's definitely going to be home for the next couple of days and we have, we're going to be doing some virtual learning. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. And then one other update that I wanted to share is... We have been on this med journey, medication journey for almost a year now. It started when at right after Logan's seventh birthday, which was in December. So I think we started really in January. And it's definitely been kind of a slog. There have been a couple ups, mostly downs. We we really it took us quite a while to to find the right med and really see like any sort of a change. Um, but I had shared my last solo episode, I believe, or I don't know, this was a few months ago, a few months back, I had shared a a med update where we had started a new med and we were really starting to see improvements from that. And at that time we were still on like a really low dose. We start everything really low just to be safe. But I could see that this new med was taking some kind of effect and it was definitely helping him with focus and with concentration and he definitely, he's still Logan. He's still hyper and runs around (laughs) and has a ton of energy, but I could see that it was just, it was giving him like that, that little bit of kind of chill where he would, you know, attend something longer than, you know, two seconds. So that was very encouraging. We're still on that med. I should say also, and this is something I would really encourage. I, I've had many people ask me questions about starting medication and, Honestly, I I really have nothing. Every kid is so different and every situation is so different. But what I will say from, you know, almost a year of this is there is such a huge difference between working with a pediatrician and working with an actual psychiatrist. Your psychiatrist is the one who actually, you know, writes the prescriptions and is very, like, up to date on all the medications and what forms they come in and all the different types of drugs there are. We love Logan's pediatrician. I feel like, especially these last few months, we, we love her even more. I mean, we're just like, we we've been there so much and she's been wonderful and she honestly has been this whole time. And when we first started with the medication, we were just working with her, but, and this was after his we had him evaluated last year, and and the neuropsych who evaluated him and suggested medication. But his his pediatrician was the one who kind of got us started in this path. And like I said, we really weren't seeing much of a difference. And then because of Logan's BCBA, she had recommended another a, a psychiatrist in the area that she'd had other clients go to, and heard good things about, and that he like specialized in autism. So we've been seeing him now. I want to say we saw him we we had the first couple appointments over Zoom and I think it was like it was in May for sure maybe like end of May um probably yeah probably like end mid to end of May so it's been a few months now that we've been working with him and the the one medication that we're using is is still good um we are kind of tweaking the dose on that a little bit um, but then, just this past week, we did another follow up, and we decided to add in a second medication. Basically, the first medication that he's been taking is really to kind of address his ADHD and just like that hyperactivity and that focus piece. And so he was asking me like, "How is Logan doing? What, what you know, what are we seeing in terms of improvements?" And I told him like, "I'm definitely seeing improvements." but where we're having some struggle still is if Logan doesn't want to do something he's just not going to do it and especially with in in regards to like working and just sort of the workload that he has now which i mean last year at this time like he he was totally like going with the flow. He was happy to go to school all day and, you know, do his work there. I mean, he's always like, he's a little charmer and he's always trying to, you know, like get out of a task or, you know, have more fun and get to play. But he is a very hard worker. And we had seen that in school, the, the, you know, the, the time that he has been at school, that he's just been a little more, a little more kind of like agitated or not wanting to do the work or, you know, not it's not just losing focus, but it's kind of like, sort of like that, just dropping a task, like halfway through, it's like just running out or whatever things that weren't so much an issue before. And we've seen that a little bit with therapy. Therapy is getting better at home because we've been back at it for a while now, but definitely that's what I was telling his his psychiatrist, just like, it seemed like the workload was kind of a lot for him right now. So we decided to add a second medication and this one really helps with impulsivity which I think is gonna be really good for him. Um, so just kind of working like in conjunction with the med that he's taking to help, you know, kinda of with concentration and with focus and just to sort of calm him. This this second medication is really just gonna help kind of overall with that that impulsiveness to sort of like want to drop the task. It's gonna help like just kind of work work with the med that he's already taking. Um, it also helps uh and I didn't even Really know that this, but I'm like, well, I guess that that would make sense. But the med that he's taking now is good for any kind of like anxiety, which is definitely something that we've seen from him. Not super consistently. I I would say it's been a lot better lately, but we definitely have dealt with anxiety, and we even had talked about you know putting him on a separate anxiety med at one point. And I think this is a good one because it's a good balance, and it's going to kind of help with with a lot of different things. So again, we're starting on a extremely low dose and he's only been on it for about a week now. So I wouldn't say we're seeing a huge improvement, but we are every couple weeks going to kind of increase that dose. So we'll see where we get. Like I said, I get a lot of questions about the medication and I definitely don't regret it. I think we are starting to see improvements and a lot of people have said to me, you know, it was a long journey for them too. And, you know, finding the right med or the right combination. So yeah, if I have any advice to give, it's just be patient and like kind of trust the process. I think you know your kid best. So if you're seeing an adverse side effect or something that you don't like, then definitely relay that to your doctor. Um, But like I said, I think working with an actual psychiatrist over just your pediatrician, Really, for us, I feel like it's been a huge difference. And every time I talk to his psychiatrist, I feel like I learn so much from him. He just explains everything in in such like a, an easy to understand way, but like still going into really great detail about how these different medications work and how they not only affect a brain in general, but how they specifically would affect a brain like Logan's because, you know, autism is a neurological disorder. So medications are going to affect him differently. And he had kind of takes all that into play when he is prescribing these medications. Whereas with Logan's pediatrician, I think she really just has kind of a baseline understanding of autism. I think most pediatricians are like that. So having somebody who really understands the medication, but then also, really understands autism has just been such, such a lifesaver. So, all right, those are some updates on what's going on with us. I'm going to take a quick break. And then when I come back, I'm going to talk about adventures in autism turning two and just a couple of things that I have been noticing lately. So stay tuned. Download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash adventures and autism, all one word. Again, that's dot com slash adventures and autism for your free audiobook. Okay. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Adventures and Autism is two now. And yeah, the fact that this show has been around for two years is really something. And I'm, I'm so, so proud of it. And I didn't want to make a huge deal about this because I feel like I went a little bit crazy for the hundredth episode and I made a big deal about that, which is really fun. And I'm, I'm glad that I did that, but I thought we would do the two-year episode a little, a little quieter. But one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately, because it just kind of keeps coming up in, in doing two years of this show, I recently have been hearing from a lot of listeners who I'm assuming they're newer listeners because they're pretty new in their autism journey and when I first started the show I heard from a lot of people with newly diagnosed children or people who were seeking a diagnosis or it was just leading up to a diagnosis and then I felt like things kind of evened out for a while and I was hearing from you know all all different you know Points of this journey, people who have older kids, or you know, people like me who have been been in this for a few, a couple of years, and I, yeah, it just felt, it felt like I was hearing from like all, all different kind of listeners. And then in the last couple of weeks, I have heard from so many of you who are back at that kind of beginning stage. And I was thinking, I'm like, some of this maybe has to do with COVID. Cause it just felt like there was like an influx of people saying like, we have our appointment coming up and we're, you know, or, or we just had our appointment. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of people who are like gearing up for this diagnosis or, you know, have a newly diagnosed child right now. And then I was like, well, I bet some of these appointments got held off until, you know, now or around now when people are back in the office. So I just want to kind of speak to that, that early stage, because honestly, especially in doing this show for two years, when I think back on where I was two years ago, um, I mean, it was different than when I was, where I was, like, when Logan was first diagnosed or with that, that time leading up to the diagnosis, but I always say, I'm like, you know, we're a few years into this journey, but like, we're still, this is still the beginning. <laughs> Logan is, you know, he's going to be eight in a couple months, but it's like, we we still have so far to go. So I always think it's interesting when people say, you know, oh, I'm I'm new in this journey and like, what advice do you have for me? Because in so many ways, I still feel so new in this journey. But at the same time, I can totally relate to, you know, where those parents are at and I... I still can like very easily call upon those feelings and emotions that I had in the beginning. And I've talked with that <laughs> in many episodes past. But like I said, for for those those people who are, you know, just leading up to the diagnosis or have just gotten a new diagnosis of autism, the only advice that I ever really want to give to anybody is that, your child is going to be fine. And you are going to be fine. And I feel like I so badly needed somebody to say that to me. I mean, I wanted, I wanted somebody to say way more than that. I wanted them to basically just like give me their life story and, you know, tell me everything they did and what therapy they did. And all that stuff is important and it's great. And if, you know, I've done over 100 episodes now talking about our journey and about other people and kind of where where we're at. we've all, what we've all done and I think all there's a place for all that which is why I do this podcast but if there's ever anything that I want somebody to take away from listening to the show or if I can give any kind of solace and, that, and I say that in like every email when it's, you know, a, a new listener reaching out to me or DM or message or whatever, is that you and your child are going to be okay. And that looks different for everybody. And okay means something different for everybody. And it's kind of up to you to sort of figure that out. But I feel like one of the things that I was searching for so desperately, especially in the beginning definitely community, which was huge, which is another big reason why I started the podcast. But I, I feel like I was looking for some kind of roadmap that honestly just didn't exist, but I really felt like, okay, there's gotta be a formula. There's gotta be like a certain thing that, you know, if, if we take this supplement and we do this therapy and we work on this at home, that, you know, Logan is going to be okay. And, At that point, okay meant, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm just going to be really honest. At that point to me, okay meant like less autistic. It meant like more typical to, you know, a a random person on the street. Honestly, I think back on this now and I feel really silly (laughs) for even having those feelings. But I do feel like, especially in the beginning, he was Logan was four when he was diagnosed and we'd been on a wait list for almost a year at that point. So we'd been waiting for a while, but I remember thinking like, okay, well once, once he's, you know, five or six, he, you know, he's going to catch right up and and we're, we're not going to be seeing some of these behaviors or issues or whatever it is. And as time went on, we definitely, we still had challenges and we still had struggles, but what I came to realize was that, you know, Logan being okay, like I thought, it it really, it has nothing to do with, you know, his perception of, or other people's perception of him. It It really is like an internal thing for him and for me. That okay means that, you know, we are, we're just doing life and we're doing so in a happy way. And all the things that I was so worried about, like our life changing or something because of this diagnosis, like are just not, it's just not true. Our, our life is, is just as wonderful as it always has been since, you know, the day he was born. I had a friend here last week who she hadn't seen Logan in a while and she was really interested in like his, his device and you know, just kind of like talking to him. And she said to me, she's like, I want to just like talk to him and like ask him about his day. But she's like, I'm not sure, you know, how, how I should do that. And I was like, oh, no, no. Like just talk to him, ask him about his day. And I'm like, he can, you know, approximate or use his device or I can help him with his device. And it was, it was a moment that, first of all, I really appreciate it when people are, you know, forthcoming and, and asking, like, is it okay if I do this or what should I do? Because I get it. Like, I totally remember, you know, instances where I was, you know, with, with somebody who had special needs or, you know, autism or whatnot. And I didn't necessarily know how to act. And I would so much rather somebody just ask me than, you know, feel awkward or make things more awkward. Um, But we really do operate in this house. Like it is just business as usual every day this is just our life and we are doing it. And it it just, it, it's like a well-oiled machine around here. So it's like, I sometimes forget that these things are, you know, even different. (laughs) And when people come into our house and it's like, there's, there's things here that are, are much different than at other people's houses. But that's kind of what I'm getting at. and, And I've said this so many times, but that you know, cliche little line of different, not less truly just holds so much weight in my heart in a good way, because I feel like when you can let go of the stigma of autism and the preconceived notions that you maybe had or didn't have, because like, I didn't know anything about autism, but like what I did know, I didn't feel great about. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at when I say that you and your child are going to be okay. That, you know, all, all the challenges, even though they're hard and there's very hard days, there are so many great days and there's so many great moments. And there's so many moments that are just, it's just life. It's just like, it. it is what it is. And yes, it, it probably looks different from, you know, anyone else that lives on your street. <laughs> it probably looks different from most of the people you know, But that doesn't mean that it's worse or that it's not good. It it honestly, like, like to me, I feel like there's so many moments that really just enrich our lives and, you know, doing this show for, for two years now, I've had the privilege and the honor really to talk with like so many amazing guests and I've just, I've taken little pieces of their stories and I take those pieces and I move forward and a friend of mine was saying today, my best friend is actually a therapist and we're we're trying to do a mental health episode because we've talked with this for a while. But we were talking about anxiety and stress and she is someone who, even as a therapist, she deals with anxiety and her husband is like always super positive and just always like looking for the bright side of things, which is kind of more how I am. <laughs> and she was saying sometimes that would bug her. Like, well, you know, no, I'm feeling anxious. Like you can't just be... You know happy all the time or positive all the time but then she said something that was really interesting and I've been thinking about it ever since is that instead of being like annoyed by his positivity she's like I'm just going to borrow that positivity and and go with it and just think like okay yeah this is it's not easy for me to get there on my own but I can see where you are and like I'm going to get there and it, that's so right now I'm just saying if you want to borrow a little bit of my positivity about everything please have some have a big chunk have a little chunk ho- ho- whatever however much you need and i hope it helps because back in the beginning of this journey if somebody had said this to me i don't know if i would have been in the place to accept it i was i was very i was sad i really i was sad i was scared i think scared more than anything to be honest with you i was sad there was a lot of tears there was a lot of crying uh, that was actually something else that somebody said to me recently. It was She was thinking about the appointment that they were heading into and worried that she was going to be like overly emotional. And she had said to me, you know, I heard you talk about it and that you were really emotional. And she's like, do you have any advice kind of looking back on how I could maybe be less emotional? And I was like, no, I think that if you feel emotional and you feel sad, that is a 100% fine and you should feel those things because I've said this before too but it's like you can't really process your feelings and work through them and get to the other side of them until you've really felt them you know you have to really like work through those those difficult feelings and it's because I've worked through all those feelings that I'm able to sit here now and say I feel so differently and so much more positive about you know Logan's autism diagnosis than I did even even at the start of this show, because like I said, after talking to so many people and taking little pieces of their story, it, it really has, it's been, it's made such an impact on me and on our journey. And for you guys listening, I hope, I hope it has too. And you know, it's year two, but we're just going to keep on going and year three, four, five, all those, they're down the road and we're going to get there. So that's kind of what I wanted to say today. And I, maybe that's not so profound. It's not, it's, it's actually very simple, but that's, that's what I would like for you guys to take away from this is that if there's anything I want you to know, it's that you're going to be okay and your child is going to be okay. And like I said, if hearing that sounds a little outside of your realm, a little too positive for how you're feeling, you could just borrow a little bit of my positivity <laughs> and I hope that helps. I really do. So that is all for today and I hope I've rambled enough for you. (laughs) Um, Again, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone. This show would not have been going on for two years if it weren't for people listening and, you know, keeping it moving and all the amazing guests that I've had and future guests. I have some really great recordings coming up that I'm excited for you guys to hear Just so many things. This this show really has it's it's meant so so much to me, and I am so appreciative to every single one of you who are listening. So thank you so much. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I love hearing from you guys. I love getting feedback. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. I do want to ask for one favor in honor of the Two your anniversary, if you have been enjoying the show and you would be so kind to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast, that really helps the show. <laughs> and truly, I do want to just keep growing this community. So, you know, every time somebody hits that five star or leaves a few kind words, it helps other people find the show and also just makes me really happy and warms my heart, it makes me feel like sitting in my closet, talking to myself is really... It's, it's more than just that. So <laughs> that would be amazing if you would take a moment to do that. I would really appreciate it. So that is all for today. And until next time, take care.